from Studio C in the 511 Studios in the Brewery District, located in downtown Columbus, Ohio. This is Note to Future Me. I'm Brett Johnson, owner of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. Note to Future Me is dedicated to interviewing businesses and organizations who have implemented podcasting into their marketing strategy. But in this episode, I'm taking a sidestep. I got to interview Dino Tripodis, host of the podcast Whiskey Business and former longtime morning show co-host on WSNY Sunny 95 in Columbus, Ohio. Also in the studio with me was Steve Palmer, main host of the podcast Lawyer Talk and owner and partner at the law firm of Yavich and Palmer in Columbus, Ohio, as well as the owner of 511 Studios. Okay, now you're thinking, what do we three have in common? Radio and podcasting. Dino, of course, with his years on air and his podcast. Steve is now entering year number two with the podcast and has been a radio advertiser and has been a part of a morning radio call-in show on 99.7 The Blitz for over 10 years. And I'm a 35-year-plus radio broadcast veteran with experience from on-air to sales. I have been itching to cover this topic for a long time, and I have two great guests to talk about it. How radio is either missing the boat about podcasting or has seen the light about podcasting. We three have different viewpoints coming from three different perspectives, and it really made a great recording session. Thanks for coming along for the bend and focus. I think you're going to enjoy this insider's view. And as always, thanks for taking notes with me. As you've heard in my past episodes, I've gone the theme of businesses and podcasting. And this episode, I want to kind of take a sidebar with my background in radio, as you well know, as a listener to my podcast, I, I want to occasionally address the radio and podcasting theme and I, its weaknesses, its strengths, its existence at all, if nothing else. And I, I thought this episode would be great to do because I've got two radio experts, uh, generals. You do? I do. <laughs> well, if you're talking about me. Yeah. I was like, okay, we're here. When are the other guys coming? <laughs> We've got Dino Tripodis, who is, first off, the uh, host of Whiskey Business Podcast. I'm going to give the podcast the, the, the vote of confidence first, as well as a uh, former uh, morning show co-host for a local radio station in Columbus, Ohio, uh, WSNY, Sunny 95, as well as Steve Palmer, who is the owner of law firm Yavich and Palmer. And you kind of go, well, attorney, what's the deal? Well, anyway, he is the host of Lawyer Talk Off the Record podcast, as well as a longtime radio advertiser on local station in Columbus, uh, the Blitz, 99.7 FM. And I think we all three can bring three different perspectives to radio and podcasting that I, I want to explore because uh, mm-hmm. I have my opinion. I know Dino has his. I know Steve has his. Uh-huh. And, and I think it should be fun. Let's, though, go this route first. Uh, give a little bit about, about your background, uh, Dino, in regards to what you've done uh, with your life up until this point, as well as how uh, the Whiskey Business podcast came about. What have I done with my life? That's a good question. <laughs> That's it. You know, I think my mother asked me that same question uh, just a week ago. What have you done with your life? Uh, 24 years at Sunny 95. Okay. Um, it was the only radio job uh, I had ever had. I came into it um, as a comedian doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. I was a guest on their show as a comedian. And then uh, I'll skip uh, a lot of the minutia, but there was an opening to uh, work there as a co-host with another gentleman who at the time was hosting the show, Bob Simpson. Um I reluctantly took the job thinking, eh, you know, this is going to be one of those, it's nice when he visits, it's not going to be so nice when he's there all the time situations. Um, that show was good, but didn't work. The following year, they, they, they let Mr. Simpson go, and I thought they were going to let myself and Stacey McKay go as well at the end of the year, because that happened in October. Uh, come January, they sat us down and said, we'd like you to be the new morning show. And once again, I thought, okay, they'll come to their senses and realize they made a horrible mistake. And 24 years later, I was still there. But I did leave in June of 2018. I did. Right. Yeah. And 24 great years, great station, um, and, and just a, a great run. Mm-hmm. 
And the whiskey business podcast came about through that time period then, too, right? Well, uh, Sunny 95 or Saga Communications, Columbus Radio Group, whatever you want to call them, uh, started to see that uh, podcasting was, was, was becoming a, a thing and digital media was becoming a thing as well. And they started to hop on it and, and wanted to take advantage of the opportunities that were in there, uh, in respects to sales, uh, and, and, and making money. So they approached, uh, Stacy first. She does a podcast called Momcast, which is very popular and very good. And they asked me if I wanted to do a podcast. At first I said, eh, I don't know. And I thought, okay, if I did one, what would it be? What do I like? What do I know? Um, and we came up with whiskey business, which I did not want it to be a podcast about whiskey so much as it was. And that's, that's our tagline. Not so much a podcast about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. So we, the only running theme in our podcast is we share a different bottle of whiskey every week with a different guest. We don't claim to be experts in whiskey. There are far more knowledgeable men and women out there uh, who know their whiskey than I do, but we do learn a little bit about the bottle. And then what's really fun is the conversations that we have. Our guests run from A to A to Z as far as topics. We've had lawyers on right. the show. We've had a couple of attorneys. <laughs> All right, um, uh, three of them. As I said, two, three. I, I, I think you. I think you probably know them all. Yeah, I think I do. We yeah. talked a little bit off the air about that or mm-hmm. before we were recording. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and they've all had, uh, and one of them has a podcast as well, Alex Hasty. Yeah, Alex is a friend sure. of mine. And he's been on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Ohio V the World. Yeah, great podcast, uh-huh. actually. Yeah, yeah he's, been on, he's been on ours uh, three times. So, yeah, small world, smaller city, mm-hmm. I always like to say. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Columbus is one of those cities where if you just start poking around, sooner or later you're going to find people that know people that know people that know yeah. you, and uh, the chains are get smaller and smaller. Yeah, there's like three degrees of separation as opposed to the seven. classic six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever yeah, it is, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, Steve, let's talk a little bit about how you got into doing the podcast, but also your history with advertising with the blitz and and how and, you know, how that kind of all transitioned to where you are today yeah i mean i'm really just a criminal defense lawyer oh just that, that, that's just somehow, a criminal defense lawyer but but what's interesting <laughs> is in back that you were talking about blazer and and I, I started going on the blitz with blazer and mo years ago uh this is about 2006 or seven and my partner, who's now deceased, Eric Yavich, he was cruising cruising home one day or cruising into the office one day. And there was actually in because it was morning. And he hears Mo griping about getting a speeding ticket in the city of Dublin. And it was classic Mo shtick, you know, where he was uh, black man in Dublin. Here I go. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to get me. What I need is a good Jewish lawyer. I got to get. So Yavich, who was my partner at the time, calls in and says, I'll represent you for free. And uh, that spawned a couple phone calls. Next thing I know, we're going into uh, the station uh, to talk about representing Mo in a speeding ticket. And we had a charity going on. We were going to sell some raffle tickets for charity. And uh, we walked in, and I remember, uh, I think it was Blazer came up and said, you guys want to do maybe a little phone-in question and answer legal advice? And I said, well, sure. Why not? Why not? And uh, next thing I know, here I am a decade later, I've been doing that same phone-in show uh, weekly now for almost 10 years. Now, it, it went off the air while the Blitz took their hiatus, uh, their morning show. For, the old Coke, new Coke experiment, yeah, right? Yeah, they changed brands a couple times and then uh, came back. But ultimately, uh, after I bounced around to QFM and then uh, I think I even I went over to CD101 for a while. That was a failure. And uh and then I ended up back at the Blitz, and uh, here we are. So uh, it, along those lines, I mean, what I thought – here's here's what I, I started doing about radio advertising. I never cared about it, mm-hmm. to be perfectly blunt. Um, I just – it didn't make any sense to me. I never understood it. I never thought I would hire a lawyer who's got a commercial on the radio. But uh, what happened is when I started doing that phone-in legal advice – uh, people started calling me. Hey, you're the guy on the radio. Well, it becomes a, it, it, you, you take it a step further. You know, yeah. when you actually become now just you're, you're more than just a radio commercial. Um, you've whether you realize or not have become a personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bet. So, and, and that's that's far more identifiable than just a, a spot on the radio. Yep. And so. and you guys know that from your. It's I I didn't even 
and, and no experience of radio or doing anything. In fact, I used to be scared to death to walk in there. Me either. <laughs> it's probably the same thing. Like when you just first walk, hey, you want to be on our show? Like, sure. Well, how does this work? And uh, I, now I get to the point where, you know, every few weeks I'll be checking out at Kroger or at one time at Harbor Freight. And somebody says, do I know you? And here I am wearing a ball cap backwards. I've been sure. working in my yard. I'm sweaty. I'm whatever. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't. And she, are you on a radio? Uh-huh. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I happen to, you're the lawyer on the radio. <laughs> so, and that's, that's where the, the advertising component shakes hands with me being on, but whether uh, I always looked at the advertising as an opportunity for me to be on the air and share my personality, who right. I am, how I, how I do things. And that, is the best advertising I've got as far as radio. Goes. And there's other there's other uh, attorneys who have radio spots, but don't you think because you do that phone in and and, and that in that segment that it it, it elevates you a little bit? It, yeah, because yeah. that's how I think it it, right. it transfers or, or translates into the mind of the consumer. Well, yeah, yeah I heard a, a lawyer spot for that guy, but this guy actually has a a show. Yeah, he's on the radio. And and I think it sort of reinforces the brand. The radio spots Mm -hmm. are usually my voice, so it reinforces my voice. And uh, it it works only because I've got both. Yeah. It works well. (laughs) With all due respect, you have a good voice. Uh, over the years, over the 24 years that I've did radio, I, there'd be clients that would want to voice their own spots and like, okay, that's not really a good idea. But, but you, you have a good voice. Right. So. Well, thank you. And, yeah. and with your gig on the air, you're the first one that to defer. I, I'll get you in contact with somebody. I don't know the answer to that. Or I'll, I'll yeah. take a good, I'll take a good stab here, but you need to call. That is cred. Yeah. And beyond it, belief. I, I, you know, I learned this a long time ago is that uh, I learned it at the dinner table, right? Where if you don't know, you say you don't know and, and you become intelligent or smart when you realize you don't know anything. And uh, mm-hmm. what I do is really all about problem solving. And I look at my job that way. So if somebody calls in, I don't act like a know-it-all if I don't know it. I just say, listen, here's what I think is going on. Let's put you in touch with the right person. You need a roof, we'll get you a roofer. You need some plumbing, we'll get you a plumber. You need a lawyer that does probate, we'll get that person. And that, I think that does, uh, if there's young lawyers listening, you should follow this advice. Understand what you don't know. And it's okay not to know, right? Don't, you don't need to know everything. Right. So that, that's, the, that's the trick. And then, then focus on solving the problem, however mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how you got started with the podcast then, which I love the story. Yeah, you know, we would come, I said for years, This remember when reality TV hit, this is back in like what, the mid, late 90s, mm-hmm. all of a sudden all these reality TV shows. Well, Eric Yavich and I were, were sitting in our office and we said, you know, we ought to have a reality TV show because we get back from court and we're just spent. And it's that slap happy time of the day when you start just doing funny stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, a reality show would love this. And then when I started doing the radio show, I thought, yeah, I'd love to have my own radio show. And I said sort of rhetorically, man, if I could just have, if I could just make a living doing radio, I would do that. And uh, Jeff Lynn, who now has been uh, with me for a, a, a long time, is a, a, is of the next generation. And he listens to Rogan and, and all these podcasts. And I said, podcast? What the hell is that? Uh, you know, I do the radio show. It's the future. <laughs> it's the future. Right. And uh, he said, we got to do a podcast. So I thought, well, all right, one of these days we'll do one. Well, Brett, you're sitting outside the studio one time after I, uh, on a Wednesday. Like a vulture. Come he on. was a vulture. <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's got a stack of these circles, something cards. And he, 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 we started talking about podcasts. And I said, yeah, it's funny because I've been, my, Jeff Lynn, my, my, my guy, we've been talking about doing this now for, for months. And, uh, you know, th- that's the thing is that I didn't have the, I guess under I didn't have the knowledge to actually push it over the goal line. You know, I could talk about it, I could do it, but I was somewhere on the fifty yard line. I mean, I was like right. the thought of actually figuring out how to record something. Oh, uh, how I'm, to get I'm with it you and, there. Yeah, yeah. If, if not for an excellent uh, producer, mm. yeah, there'd be no whiskey business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 a confusing, complicated mess, and then getting it to podcast land. I didn't even know what that was. How I mean, right. now I've heard people trying to write apps for Apple, and I'm like, that doesn't. Uh, that's impossible. You can't do that. <laughs> but uh, it, it was your expertise, Brett, that sort of gave us that that push to get it actually started and, and, and going. All right. And then <laughs> Dino was asking about, okay, the studio looks great down here. How'd this start up? Talk about the development of the 5 yeah, like, Studios. What, what is this little 
Yeah, this little, little oasis. niche of audio nirvana doing down exactly. here in this, in this legal building. Yeah, you walked into my law office, and 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 then you, I bring you down to this little uh, this, this studio. So we were doing the podcast at a conference table in my office upstairs, and I bought the building a couple of years ago uh, from a, my mentor, a guy named Bill Meeks, who's passed away. But uh, as we did this podcast, I bought a microphone. I thought, all right, I, I've spent what I need to spend. I bought a microphone. I got this uh, – maybe I'll do it on my phone and record digitally. And then I bought a better digital recorder. And then I bought another microphone. And then I bought another microphone. It's crack. Mean, it is. It's audio uh, crack. Yeah. <laughs> and all the time he's asking me, what do you think about this? And I, yeah. If you want to go that direction, that's sure. really good stuff. If you want to do that, that's okay. And it'll, you, you'll love it. So we get kicking around and he wants to look at these EVs. Mm-hmm. And I said, I got one. I'll bring it down. You can listen to it. You can listen to A, B, do the A, B test. He plugs this bad boy and he goes, I'm sold. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. And, you know, at, at the radio, you go to, there's a certain sound and you guys know this better sure. than I, but I had no idea that there was a sound associated. And by sound, I mean a mix or whatever the hell it is associated with mm-hmm. on air radio, broadcast radio. And I got addicted to that in the headphones over at the studio at 99.7. And I, I just, anything short of that in my own podcast seemed inadequate. Uh-huh. I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> Brett comes out, he's over and Brett, we come down here in the basement in this room and there's chairs stacked to the ceiling, literally. Chairs. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I, sure. I bought the building furnished. And I need a place to store all the crap. So there's chairs stacked to the ceiling and we're, uh, I, I said, yeah, I'm thinking about maybe building a studio down here. And you know, one thing led to another. I put this, I put, paneling up. I got the right kind of sound stuff. I started building acoustical panels. We bought monitors, bought a mixing board. I didn't like that. So I bought another one. <laughs> I got these amps. So I needed preamps to run, or these mics. So I needed preamps to run the mics. Okay. And, uh, and then we thought, well, we might as well have the ability to put it on TV. Sure. Why not? So we yeah. got, now we can do streaming. We have five cameras mounted that, uh, that uh, around our little round table here that everybody can be on, on the camera at all times. We can mix the video for people. So because we st- we just started doing YouTube videos mm-hmm. as well. Now, not as sophisticated as these five mounted cameras. We have two GoPro cameras uh, nice. that are are filming myself and and my guest. And then um, I want to do a little shout out if I can, please, mm-hmm. to my producer Greg Hansbury, who I'd be lost without, and also the producer of our YouTube videos, uh, director John Whitney, who is a filmmaker uh, collaborator. Mm-hmm and just wanted to join in on the fun. So he edits down the YouTube videos as well. But yeah, I mean, we went from the studio at sunny when we had the podcast over there and now we go, now we're at my house and we have some of that equipment, that early equipment that seems to suffice for us right now. But this, this, I, I don't, you know, but there's also something to be said. And and like I said, it comes down to uh, a great producer, uh, they 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 mix it really well yeah. and, and do a great job with it. And there's something about the ambiance of of doing it from my home. It's in my bar, and there's just something very comfortable sure. about the the atmosphere of it. I think I think we would lose something now if we left that particular place. Now, could I make it more uh, sound pleasing? Probably. I could probably do some things. And we did one in the basement one time too, uh, which. Hansbury immediately said, "Oh, this the acoustics down here are even better. Yeah, we should do it down here all the time. Like, well, whatever. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just I'm the talent. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Don't tell me. And plus, as far as it's how it sounds, you probably have the benefit of a better ear. I'm, I'm uh, Brett. You're probably hearing deficient uh, on some level in one of these ears. After all, all your ears are radio. a little bit, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know oh, yeah. I am for sure. Really? So, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's conveniently so." Yeah, no, like, you said what? Uh, huh? And sometimes it's actual. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that this is great. This is great. Yeah, yeah, it's a neat place. And you know what happens down here? It's become a think tank for us. It's become a place where not only we record our show, but we, I, 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 I we talk about stuff down here, whether it's being recorded or not. We uh, we solve problems down here. I mean, this is my little escape in the middle of the day to come down and uh, either record a show hang out or do whatever uh, stuff like we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is, I, I, I love it down here. I don't regret any of it. Right. I mean, it's the only thing I could think is how can I make it better? Right. You know, that's, that's, right. that's, I'm always thinking about that. Right. But, yeah. Talking to two radio guys. We, we have ways you can yeah, exactly. There you it, go. It sounds like I need your production yeah. team. <laughs> <laughs> I got all this fancy equipment. I don't you know got a lot it. of fancy equipment. Right. 
what kind of support did you get? Uh, we talked a little bit before we recorded um, from the radio station group. I, I know they they approached you. They wanted you to do one. So from that day forward, yep. I'm cool. I'm going to do this. Well, what kind of support did you get from them? I mean, frustrations and good and bad. Talk, talk um, about that. First of all, they gave me uh, carte blanche as far as content. There wasn't any um, what I like to call sunny restrictions. Sure. Yeah. You right. Know, right. As, you as weren't we, on air with it. I was not air. It was, right. you know, since it's on the Internet. Right. So we didn't have to worry so much about content, language, et cetera, et cetera. Um, supportive in that um, uh, they ran spots for the podcast you know, on a regular basis. And once again, part of that was when we had sponsors, they kind of had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think where they dropped the ball and was in sales. I, I don't know if there are salespeople in radio that might be listening to this. Uh, you need to embrace the future, which is digital media, and find a way to sell it uh, if it seems like it's a small potatoes package to sell to one person for X amount, it's not, I'm sorry if it's not Giant Eagle or Kroger or one of the big car dealerships where, you know, you're going to make a lot of money, but you need to wrap your, your head around the fact that it's not going anywhere. In fact, it's growing as we speak. And by not trying to sell it, you're missing out on dollars. Uh, you are personally, so is your radio station. Yeah. There's a lot of money to be made in digital media mm-hmm. from an advertising perspective. And I think that's where they, I don't want, I, I can't say, I won't say they didn't support it. Right. But I don't think they went at it as aggressively as they could have. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think the salespeople could not wrap their heads around this small little thing where you just talk about whatever you want and that's it. It goes out on the internet and, it's yeah. not on the radio. It's not. It's not actually on the radio. You're not a big boy, you know. You yeah. just got your little basement thing. But uh, here, you know, it, it, I think <coughs> your words of wisdom are, are really, really true. And that is, they better jump on board, or somebody like me will, right? Or somebody like right. a, with a studio here will do it. Because uh, having spent a lot of dollars on radio advertising, I see it both ways. I can see that. All right, if you're the big boy, I don't know what the big boys would spend. I don't know what a big car dealership would spend on the radio as far as advertising, but it's a monthly fee, I suspect, and it's probably high. And then you get to a point where what is the what is the return on that? And if you could get the same return on a popular podcast for half the money, eventually the big boys are going to start bailing. They're going to go over to the podcast land. Mm-hmm. So I sort of see it like maybe – uh, not only the radio advertiser or the salespeople, but maybe even the radio stations themselves better start thinking uh, how do they should start cashing on some of those dollars. But. Well, and, and I get it too, but it's 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 the blinders mentality. I mean, you don't know how well, you you can you can find out how many people are listening to your podcast, but the fact that there are X amount of radio stations in Columbus, Ohio, compared to the literally thousands of podcasts hundreds of thousands of podcasts that are that are out there and available to consume so i can see where an advertiser might go well how are we gonna cut through there's five hundred thousand podcasts out there yeah well there are but really there's really only two hundred thousand of those who are actually active on a on a regular basis and then only 50% of those are actually good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so the number starts to get down to, uh, you know, a smaller amount. If you take that, that, that model and you break it down to what's available here in Columbus, as far as a, a local advertiser and the fact if you can convince them that it's just not going out to Columbus, it's, it's going out everywhere. Sure. 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 You might have listeners in Columbus that are dedicated listeners that will, that will good, but but your 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 name, your brand is going everywhere. Right? Yeah, you bet. And what does that correspond with? Internet sales, right? Right. It's right. Like, you know, it's like a Digital. stick and mortar store is not so important anymore. Even car dealers. I mm-hmm. I was shopping for cars recently, and I, I realized quickly I wasn't looking at a dealership in Central Ohio at all. It was it was somewhere <laughs> out of state, and they 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 were marketing all over because and it and it didn't seem weird to me to go travel somewhere to buy a car. And mm-hmm. and that's not even mail order. So if, if I got a mail order uh, product or a, a, any any sort of uh, – mar- any product I can ship, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the, a podcast is limitless as far as how who you can reach. I yeah. mean, it really it really is limitless if you get a good one. And you're, I, I, I got. I'm curious. You you were a professional DJ, and then you make a shift to podcast. And did you catch any flack in the business that way? Is that like a uh, do people think all right? You got now you're just a podcaster. You're not a professional one. But how many people are making that transition? I don't know. I as as far as what people think is, is podcasting some sort of. Is it a lesser, uh, lesser, best re- child retirement you, home yeah, for yeah, yeah? Where you go on air personality? Uh, when you're done with radio, you go into podcast. Exactly. Well, there's some there, there's a there's a some truth to that because as I mentioned before, it seems like everybody's got a podcast. Yeah, you know, I make a joke that the uh, the sixth grader that lives down the street from me has a podcast about boy bands and bracelets, and has more <laughs> and, 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 and has more listeners than I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like everybody's got a podcast, but um, by the same token, no, I don't think I haven't gotten I haven't gotten any flack about it being lesser than, uh, mainly because I think I was doing it while I was on the air. Yeah, so sure. And also, when I first started, so like the first solid year and a half, they they were married hand in hand. It was up. It was my choice to take the podcast with me when I left. That was one of the um, the arrangements that I made, for lack of a better word, that I wanted to take the podcast and all the proprietary rights and all the intellectual property that's associated with whiskey business with me because I wanted to possibly take it a step further. And since they weren't really doing anything with it. Right. Yeah. Sales wise, it it seemed like eh, let them have it. Right. And yeah. I think eventually that it, well, here I heard this, Brett, that um, Howard Stern was sort of uh, jesting a little bit about uh, Rogan's podcast, like, oh, he's just a you know he's a podcaster. You really. Know? And and you know Howard Stern's been the radio guru forever. He's mm-hmm. he's made tons of money doing it. Then he shifted to satellite radio or digital, whatever that's called now. And uh, then he was he was sort of poking at Rogan like ah what's he do he's not making any money he's not doing anything it's like but he is right I mean mm-hmm. it's well, like you bet he is it's like the hare and the tortoise you better watch out yeah yeah he's yeah. Uh, Rogan's doing very well there's there's a there's some good podcasts and guess out who there. guess who's in the press right now Rogan is Stern ain't yeah no it's exactly Stern right. gets talked about very very little anymore it, but he, yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't care he's made his money oh I yeah suppose. but he's it's not like, in that stage of the game right? but what's happening is that you've got like Ben Shapiro he's he's making tons of money on his little mm-hmm. podcast you've got Rogan making lots of money and there's 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 dozens of guys that mm-hmm. uh, that are taking this format and making it work right. financially yeah. and I think sooner or later the the sponsorship money will or the advertising money will have to follow yeah and I coming from my background just recently exiting. A local radio station group after well i've been in the radio for over 35 years but 20 years there okay in sales but i also did some on-air promotions and such so i've been on both sides of the building let's put it that way and leaving there i can tell you at least from an industry standpoint it has to come from top down mm-hmm. and if owners don't get it the rest of the building won't get it either and i know a lot of it's coming from the programming and it sounds as though in your situation, Dino, you it was welcome. That's great. But a lot of program directors take a look at this as if they're listening to a podcast, they're not listening to my radio station. Bottom right. line, it's it's a an economy of time that oh, you only have X amount of hours per day. So if you're going to spend it with podcasts, I don't get you as a PPM, as a portable people meter person, <laughs> and, and you're not a listener. God, don't get me started on right. PPM. <laughs> and so they're not seeing it as an extension, a brand extension for the radio station. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I walked out of, exactly what I walked out of, because I was the only one with the instigating and pushing forward any podcasting there. I leave, and it's dying on the vine. It's amazing, and they're not, they're not grabbing a hold of this and understanding what's going on with it. And, and that's partly why I left. It's almost like, it's almost like big tobacco saying, we're not going to vape. I get called from businesses who want a podcast, and I hook up studios. I don't use radio stations. Why would you not think a business would call a radio station? They have the equipment. Yeah, it's all right there. It's all right there, but they don't get the calls, do you know? They don't get the calls. I get the calls. Good. It, it doesn't make any sense. If you think you're going to make a video, you call TV, right? Yeah. You know, they got the equipment. It, 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 radio is, may have missed the boat. They may have uh, missed the boat. They're missing the boat. You I know? mean, there's still. I think there's still time for them to 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 
you know, get another boat and swim out to that boat Maybe. and yeah. get on it. But they, but they are missing right. the boat as we speak. Have they right. missed it completely? I don't know because, um, what I, I, I do see some stations, uh, across the country, uh, that do embrace it. A, a yes, they are. You're and right. There are some that are embracing the podcast mm-hmm. and, 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 and encouraging their personalities. Their morning show personalities, their afternoon to to do them, mm-hmm. to, in addition to uh, whatever they're doing on the show, mm-hmm. uh, to add more layers right. to who they are and what they're what they're all about, and I think that's great. Yeah, and in your situation, Steve, as well, I think stations are missing the boat that they're not training their sales reps to take a look at. Okay, who on your list of advertisers could be prime for a podcast? Outside of what they do, yeah. just exactly what you do with yours. Sure. Exactly yeah. what you do. And that's where a sales rep can make money. And, and you would think a radio station could bring a lot of value and force to that equation, right? So right. it's like, we're going to help you get your podcast started. Come to our studio. Just come to this one. It's empty over here. We got the voice processors. It'll be everything. You don't have to worry. You don't. You can do what, I, what held me back. They can supply for people, which mm-hmm. is... I had trouble getting my head around actually making it happen with the equipment. How do I record? How do I get it up to podcast? How do I do all these things? Which, you know, in practicality, once you figure it out, it's doable. But it is, it's is—it's the kind of hurdle that prevents people from doing it. Uh, but somebody like you now is going to do it and help people do it. And uh, radios, radio stations could do that and then, and then use their station to help you promote it, right? And, and that, I think that could generate dollars for – uh, a radio station, but you know what do I know? I mean, yeah. what, what, how how much how different do you think it is? Uh, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. There are people that uh, like the radio station will sell time for these uh, shows, right? These where, where clients come in and do a half hour show, and basically they're just pushing their product, long form programming, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's and they're usually air on a Sunday morning or a Sunday afternoon. How is that any different? It's not, other than they they're on at eight o'clock on Sunday morning, right? And at eight twenty nine, the show is gone. It's forever. gone. It's done. It's done. And this yes. one, you know, with the podcast, you're doing it, and then even if it's repurposing that long form program, that's right. okay. But real time radio, it's gone mm-hmm. forever. It's out in ether space. <laughs> well, and that's that's a good point. You know what? That's like uh, I had to face this in another media, which is the internet. I mean, I, I'm I'm. Almost 50 now, 48, I'll be 49 in May. I got psychological issues older than you, but <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I hear you. <laughs> but I, I built my law practice the old-fashioned way, right? I was right. over, I would go to happy hours or I would go meet people sure. or on the golf course or doing mm-hmm. stuff like this or just shaking hands or actually, I mean, frankly, just being good at what what we did at that time was was a huge, that's, that's what drove business into my doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there came a time after 2008, particularly uh, when the market sort of crashed, that everybody and their mother was going to be a criminal defense lawyer. And it, you know, what they were good at was internet marketing, and they could they could go grab DUI cases, they could grab uh, the the misdemeanor stuff, or even some bigger felony stuff, and get paid some money. And people out there didn't know any better. They would just click and say, oh, this is a good website. I'll go talk to this guy. And if he's if he or she or this gal, they got this right sales pitch, they'll hire him. And that became a whole different competitive wow. market for mm. me. And I you either get along or go along, right? You got you got to jump on and start doing it. So we had to build a web page. We had to start doing some search engine stuff uh, just to keep up. Uh, and it sounds like radio is sort of in that same mode where the, where the old and the new are sort of uh, spreading apart here faster than maybe is, is healthy. And, and I think ultimately... The, if the target audience or the target dollars are people who have them to spend on advertising, uh, just look at the generation coming up behind us, guys. I mean, they're doing everything online. They're doing everything digitally. They're doing everything. They don't want to waste time finding a radio show that's on Sunday morning. They're going to just Google it. Right. And if it doesn't show up, uh, it's gone. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. done. It's interesting. I mean, I just think there's still value in – in terrestrial radio, as yes. far as advertising, I agree. And, uh, you know, I agree. I, I, I've heard that 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 death bell so many times over the last twenty four years. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and it's and it's just not true. I mean, terrestrial radio has its place mm-hmm. in this communication world, but you've got to be aware of what's what's coming, and yeah. not, not what's coming, what's here. 
Yeah. yeah. And I think this was an opportunity. It's not – and I agree. It's not gone yet. I, I, I get sarcastic with it. But I think radio has, has and had such an opportunity to be in front of the curve for once mm-hmm. with podcasts and embrace it. I, just recently, there was a, a large conference of podcasters called Podcast Movement, and it's been going on. It's grown by thousands every year, and it's only about four years old. And so this year, they invited radio to be a track of as well, too. And radio is in one side, podcasters on another, and the two did not mix. They did not mix. And you heard comments after the after the conference that radio people did not want to talk to podcast people. They they had different meetups, and there was no, again, it's that redheaded stepchild attitude. Overall, there's like, yeah. but you said though, there are some groups that get it and are moving forward with it, but it's still that stigma that it's 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 too bad because I I got to be honest with you when I started podcasting while I was still at the radio station it actually made me a better broadcaster mm, yeah yeah because with podcasting um you don't have the restrictions of time right you know you can talk at length you're not worried about uh getting to the next stop set of commercials or the you know the latest maroon 5 song whatever the case might be <laughs> Five songs an hour or whatever. Yeah, 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 whatever was going on. You, 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 and, and, uh, it, it made me, when I started doing the podcast when I'm still at the station, made me a better interviewer mm-hmm. and, and consequently a better broadcaster and also made me think out of the box a little bit more. So yeah, the two definitely, if you're in radio and you're podcasting, you should definitely marry those two together and and become a force right. uh, because well, it's, it's, it only benefits you. And you've the done the run. same thing with lawyer talk. You've yeah. had strategy – even if it's not really called a strategy meeting, you guys are planning out episodes way in advance. Where do you want to go? Hey, let's add an extra one on Friday. Let's do yeah. this. Let's focus on this. But all back toward fo- branding Yalvin Palmer. Yeah, you know what I Bottom found line. Is, is here's what's here's what's fascinating to me. Here, here's how it works for me. Somebody calls me and say, "How'd you get? How'd you find me?" And to, to help you with your drunk driving case or your federal drug case or, or whatever crime it is, and and more and more and more, I was hearing, "Well, you know, I I heard you on the radio, and I just always thought mm-hmm. you're very honest, and you you just you just tell people you like it through. is. You just cut the you, old you yeah. cut through. Right. Right. Um, and I looked you up on the internet." And then so-and-so, my buddy, recommended you uh, or some other referral source. And all of that almost always originated at that radio show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, gives, it gave me an opportunity to share who I am and, and, and give people a glimpse of what the experience would be. Not that it, I'm great, but it's just everybody's individual. And you got to see that as opposed to some web page or some video or something that is uh, – that is not so uh, free flowing, and and now uh, I just thought I got a podcast. I can do this anytime I want. Mm-hmm. I right. can go help. Look, a big issue. There's a new uh, drunk driving law. Let's just go talk about it, and people can hear us talking about it. And if that generates business for me, great. If it doesn't, great. But uh, I, I can do that without, like you said, without restriction. I don't right. have to. I, and I think the other thing you have going for you uh, is something that I always stress to people who are thinking about starting to do podcasts, you have consistency, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're consistent. Yeah. You put out a product on a regular basis. Yeah. There's, and when I mentioned those 500,000 podcasts that are out there and only, you know, how many of them are actually active and, and regular and consistent? Mm, not that many yeah. in, in the big picture. And I think consistency is, is, is a key to the success of it all too you've got to keep putting something out there um you know we've had more than 75 podcasts uh because we have we, we've got a we're on our 75th bottle of whiskey <laughs> at some point you're gonna run out of bread <laughs> yeah. no 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 are you kidding me oh, no I, I, the whiskey business will fall by the yeah. wayside before i ever get to every whiskey <laughs> that is out there it is a good goal though, it <laughs> it's a good goal it's a good goal but we've had because we've had a lot of two-parters and 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 uh, we've had what we call whiskey shots when you talk about the consistency. If we can't get a whole podcast out on any given week, we do something called whiskey shots, which are just short little 
little little tidbits that yeah. are that are fun to kind of just keep the flow going. Trust me, we finished up our our holiday show, uh, holiday two parter uh, in the middle of December, and let those two that two parter run through the end of the year. I'm going crazy because I've not done a podcast in it would have been like three weeks, yeah. and I'm like jonesing to get <laughs> back on the mic and and do a podcast because I feel we've been down too long. You know what yeah. I mean? And you do feel like if you're not doing something, somebody else is. It's getting stale right, or, right, right. Or, or, you know, something else. It's like a vacuum, sure. man. Something's filling it up. And what, what surprised me is that it is not easy. You know, it's like you've got you've to constantly, or I have to anyway, constantly contemplate what is next. What is going to be the next topic? What's another thing we can mm-hmm. talk about? Because as much as when I first sat down, Brett, and thought, oh, I could do a podcast. I could do one every day if I wanted to. All right. Well, that you can do your first little run. That's about two weeks, right? Right. And a lot of people forget. And that's yeah. exactly how the the end point is. About three or four episodes. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's done. And they kind of uh, go. So what do you do? I've, You're in radio. Where you talk for like two, three minutes, and then you like you. That's all you have to do. And we work like four hours a day. Yeah. Like yeah. No. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I do that. I do talk for two and three minutes at a time for four hours a day. Um, you know, but my butt's here at four o'clock in the morning yeah, prepping for this. Four o'clock show. in the morning, yeah. And I've been doing it consistently and well for twenty-four years. You're right; it's not easy. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's and not I, easy. I have more respect for you guys now than ever. And as I go in every Wednesday, still, and look at Loper and Randy and what and everybody else on that show, what they do. He this it's like he's great at it. They are great at it. But it is not without hard work. I mean, they they put in their time and they've got their clipboards and they've got they they actually ponder what is going to happen next. And uh, as much as they make it sound like it's just all mm-hmm. easy and free flowing, it is not. A lot of work and effort goes into that from both the right side of the brain and the left side of the brain. Right? Sure, got a to, lot of hard work goes into making something sound and look easy. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. People forget that. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, what's your answer to radio, Dino? You tell you get a radio exec saying, "Okay, we want to make this podcast thing work." From your perspective, you've been on the air for over twenty four. How do years. they want it? How do they want to make it work? They want to sell it. Yeah, they want to sell it because it always comes down to the dollar. It always does. So you know, a radio station <laughs> group, me. whether it's a standalone station or a group, will not do it unless I there's a bottom line to it. How do they do it from They've your perspective? Got, well, if if it goes down to the sales department, you have got to sit down with the salespeople. And, and drill it in their head somehow that this is, this is a viable product that needs to be sold just like anything else you sell. And I think where some of the salespeople probably, this is, this is just my opinion and just my perspective on how it looked like. It looked like, Oh, I can only sell this for this mm-hmm. as opposed to spending my time and selling something bigger for this. So they can't escape what they should do what they should do when they're going after the big or clients is to also include this podcasting thing with it if you want to go after your bigger clients and say that's where you're going to make your that's where you're going to make your nut as a salary as a salesperson fine take this and be proud of this other little extra thing that we have in addition to what we're selling you to add to the package. Right. Make it an add-on and explain to them, like, this is also, like, it's great. I love the fact that you're advertising on a radio station. But this is actually up and coming as well, too. Why don't you be the first to get on this? Right. And, and and sell it. Right. And you're not you're not selling them a bill of goods. It's legit. But you have to believe in what you're selling. You have to believe in what you're doing right. in order to yeah. in order to, yeah. to persuade people. And I think there, that we have a generation of sales reps who have not been you've been in the radio long enough to know and I've been in it long enough to know and you have actually enough too that host read commercials mm-hmm. are extremely effective. And that's right. what podcasting is kicking butt with. Right. That piece is gone now because radio has changed itself so much that, like you said, play a music, three minutes in, get out, don't say any more than you have to. There's no personality to it. I think reps don't understand that you can sell the product. Right. 
you can sell the product and they're not allowing you to do that. Right. Well, you you hit on it when you said believe in what you're selling. Right. So you get a podcast host like you. And, you know, I hear people do like you hear different people sell like like a podcast. I've heard podcasts say, oh, try this toothbrush. Let me tell you about this toothbrush. And then they're going to spend whatever time they are talking about it, not in a 20 doctors recommend this, right. this, and this. I mean, this is an organic me talking about your product or better yet, come in and talk about it with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, give me the highlights, and let us let us really go. And I think you're right. If you if you turn that into a value added service on the radio, where a salesperson come to a guy like me and say, "Hey, look, Randy and Loper have a podcast too." It's I uh, it and it, it's it, it's sort of akin to like the 15 second spot at midnight, right? It's like they're going to sell somebody that we're going to throw in like five of these at midnight. Not many people are listening, but you get it. Uh, and then you could even start it that way. But really, it gives somebody like the radio host a lot more freedom to sell your product. Right. It does. Yeah, because they can actually talk about it for more than 30 seconds. Right. And and we've lost a generation of sales reps that have experienced radio when it was doing that on air. Yeah. I think that's the misconnection because sales reps don't even know that it could happen. Right. When I left the station, I had a ton of personal endorsements, Mm -hmm. which were great. Mm -hmm. You know, and and – Probably if I would have stayed, there'd be more. Right. Because people were starting to, they wanted the, they wanted me talking about going out to the Polaris Grill for 60 seconds or, or whatever the case might be as opposed to just running a commercial. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it is. It's, it's right there. They should add it on. At least, at least start that way. Right. And then when it becomes a, a, a bigger thing, which it will, then you can branch off and say you you can either do it here on the radio station or you could do it on our very successful podcast. Mm-hmm. And they both feed off of each other. Yeah, and I think that's what they need to realize. Right. How did it work for DJs? I mean, I imagine this is as a lawyer. I'm thinking contracts. It's like if I'm a DJ and I, I'm brought in from wherever to come in and host a, a the morning drive or the or the day or the afternoon drive. And I just start, I have my own podcast already going, or mm-hmm. I'm going to start my own podcast. I just see eventually conflict there where a guy like you is going to be, all right, hey, I already got my podcast. How much does, how much, how much of a piece of the radio or is the radio station going to try to take of that in the contract negotiations and where does that all fall out? Now, I think that's an interesting, that's a very interesting mm-hmm. point to me because that's where I will be if, you know, uh, my non compete was up uh, late November of 2018. So if I decide to pursue other radio options, I have this podcast that goes with me. Now, there are certain um, radio companies who are embracing the podcast world a little bit more, are into streaming a, a, a great bit in a, in a huge way, and stream their stations all across the country. Um, I'm aware of the fact that some of those companies would take whiskey business and do something with it. Yep. But how do I negotiate the monies? That's that's another conversation for another time. Yeah. But yeah, there is something in there. And now I also consider it to be kind of a an extra thing that I'm bringing with me. You bet. I mean, that's how I if I'm if I'm if I am representing you and negotiating for you, I'm thinking to myself, all right, this guy's been in radio for 25 years. Mm-hmm. He's done his podcast for 5 years. He's got uh, this business, this business, and this business who are paying him regularly to uh, just be on and, and, and talk about their products or do whatever. Uh, now, when you bring that to the table, um, you're, I, I, don't, I don't know sales and radio, but I do know this. It's like it's all about finding the business, right? It's right. like it's, it's, the lead it's, is everything. Radio, right. radio sales have uh, local clients, and they also have national clients, mm-hmm. yeah. that, that they, national dollars that they go after as well. Um, so right. yeah, you're right. bringing leads to the table. You got to get paid out on that. Can. Right. It, it can, yeah. it can be yeah. very profitable. I was always envious of the really successful salespeople at the radio station because they were making twice as much as I was sure. making sure. Uh, in, in sales, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they were making it, you know, when they were bringing me personal endorsements, I knew that they were making, you know, twice as much as I was making, but that's sure. fine. Yeah. So just, yeah, you're good at what you do. Just take it to the next level, right? Or, or, or add this on to it, right? And, and you'll you'll make more money, right? right. Well, and, and I walk into you know agreements with the new podcasters. I mean, in my contract with them is I don't want that audio content when our contract ends. What am I going to do with it? 
Yeah, it's yeah, done. When yeah. we part ways, it's all yours. I'll give it to you. It's in a Dropbox. Boom, go with it. And, you know, work with the next person or maybe the podcast dies, whatever it might be. But I, I don't want any of it. But radio stations may be a little quirky about that, that it's – I think a DJ, an on-air personality has to really walk into it really, really smart. If I'm negotiating really from, from a – from a perspective of a, of a talent guy going into a radio, I would be very cautious because you walk in, you start using their mics, you start using their recording mm-hmm. devices, their processors, their, their, their bricks and mortar, and you're going to record your own podcast. You got to be careful who owns it. And, right. um, and, and at some juncture, if it, if it takes off and I think they will, uh, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits on where the money goes. And uh, interesting. I'll be aware of that when I, when I, when I get myself in that, in that situation, if I get in that situation, but I don't, once again, I, I will stress this, uh, radio stations, you're, you're listening. You want your, your, your jocks to be engaged in social media. You want them on Facebook. You want them on Instagram. You want them on Twitter. This is, this is right there. It's it's in that same wheelhouse yeah. of exposure. So, you know, embrace the podcast as well as all those other things as well. All right. So you look at it as a business, Steve. Yeah. How do you approach it if you're a radio advertiser or looking at, you know, possibly starting a podcast but also use radio? What, would, what advice would you give? In other words, if I am looking to do my own podcast and get my brand out there in one form or another. Right. right? So I, I, I was – I was lucky in a lot of ways in that I got to sort of hone my skill, so to speak, on air right? and dealing with stuff coming at me on a fly. Now, my profession being a trial lawyer sort of gives me somewhat of a skill set that I practice regularly on that. But it was very helpful to sort of see the inside of the radio station, understand what a microphone is and then how to talk on the microphone and get comfortable with that. So doing your own podcast is not necessarily easy. And uh, even I was worried, not even I, but I was worried when I started. I was like, uh, I think I can keep it going. Um, so I guess my first bit of advice is don't think it's easy to go do your own podcast. But if you're going to go advertise on the radio, what has worked for me was being on the radio. You know, it's like not just saying, not have somebody read my spots, not have somebody uh, record and hit play 10 times a day uh, alone. It, it, it was me having my personality on radio. Now, if you can't do that, a podcast is a great way to do it, and I would say start with other podcasters. Start by doing what we're doing around this this table uh, in the sense that you can get comfortable at a microphone, comfortable having people talk to you, comfortable talking to people, and then use that to uh, for training wheels for your own podcast. Uh, and then have a, have a niche and, and, and enjoy it, right? But I would be careful now with my dollars. Like if I'm going to a radio station to say – I want to advertise with you and they give me a, a price tag. I'd be very careful with my dollars on that right now. I just, I, I never saw it as a, as that being the product that I wanted. I wanted my personality to, to be reflected somehow on the air. And mm-hmm. that, that, I guess that's my advice. I mean, I, I just, yeah. I would be cautious with going to a radio and doing traditional advertising, at least as a small business. Yeah. And I'd have to agree. I, I, it pains me. And I got into radio because I love the audio medium. Sure. And, and it, the influence it has on us. Mm-hmm. And, and radio has changed in my 30 years. When I first and, started. And mine as well. It, you know, and you, we, basically same era. It, it, it's, it's a totally different beast right now uh, than it was. And it's kind of what drove me out of it because it's just it's not the same. If I want to listen to music, I'll go to Spotify. I don't have to listen to a radio station to really listen to it. I, I hate saying that, but that's just – it's come to real, realization. And if mm-hmm. I want to be entertained, I'm listening to a podcast. I'll find a podcast that will entertain me or inform me. Um, and But but I think you're right. It's be careful what you do. you got to be yeah. really careful with the dollars and such. That's um, do some do some homework. <laughs> do yeah. some homework. Yeah. I mean because but I mean, and I and I'll say that again I'm not uh, I'm not defending radio but mm-hmm. radio is still a great yeah. a great avenue to to it advertise is. on. It, it is. It, it's effective. It's effective. But yeah, sure be cautious and see where exactly, you know, how am I? How can I maximize these dollars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't mean to be too critical of radio either. I mean, it's, no. I, I love it. I, I love I going too. on that I show. And and here's what I have learned, though. I mean, the other side of my coin is this: a lot of people listen to me on Wednesdays on that radio show, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of listeners out there not listening to podcasts between those hours that I'm on, listening to that show. And I think. I am the other bit of wisdom I have is don't sell that short either, right? I mean, there's there's still a lot of value there, uh, but I, I guess I came into it from that end, not the 
spend money on advertising in. You know, I got here first, and then I then I spent money on advertising, and they worked together. Like well, this was where we started. Right. Um, but going the opposite, I, I don't know that I ever would have done it. I don't know that I ever would have been sold by a radio salesperson saying you as this lawyer can make a lot of money in return for advertising your spots on the radio. Now, I'm not saying that's not true. I might have been able to do it, but I don't think I necessarily would have been sold on that. I, I just, I would not have gotten my head around that, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in the internet age and everything else. And I think being mindful of what's coming up behind us, uh, this generation of, of, of consumers mm-hmm. uh, is different than what I have ever seen and what I think most of people older have ever seen. I mean, we've never seen anything like it. Everything is done online. Everything is done quick, quickly. Everything is uh, uh, like you're going to Spotify. They're not going to listen. They're not going to find their music necessarily on the air. I mean, it's going to be found where they want it and where it's saved or wherever it is. So I don't know what it all, I don't know what it's all about, but uh, I would encourage anybody to podcast. It's a blast. Mm -hmm. It is is a lot of fun. I mean, I, I enjoy it. And like I said, I think it's made me a better broadcaster. It's made me a far better interviewer. Um, that skill has has increased a tenfold yeah. just from doing the podcast. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to learn from it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've answered the world problems. Have we? I think so. I think so. <laughs> this is where I wanted to go with it, though. Thank you for the discussion. Finally, nice to really meet you, too. Yeah, likewise. Well, you know, and, you know um, I meant to ask you, too. You're doing some live stuff, too. I know Steve and I have kicked around trying to get Lawyer Talk live on stage. You were at podcast, uh, Columbus, uh, podcast Festival. I was at the Podcast yeah. Festival, and we had a blast doing that. If yeah. you can get on board with that uh, this year when it rolls around, do. Um, Absolutely. And yeah. uh, since I also come from a comedic background, comic background, um, I'll be talking with the uh, Funny Bone here in Columbus, and we're going to do a Whiskey Business podcast comedy show. Oh, sweet. So basically, it will be, I'll introduce the podcast, I'll have a comedian come up and do 15 minutes, then he'll do 15 minutes with me. Almost like a talk show, like a variety show, mm-hmm. but it'll be the podcast. He'll podcast with me for 15 minutes, and we'll do that with three comedians. They'll go up do 15, and then sit down with me for 15, and then so forth and so on. And... um once again, from the technical arena, do we stream that live? Do we, is it just recorded for later? Don't know. But, yeah. you know, do we bring in video cameras? I have the capability because mm-hmm. we're also filmmakers. Mm-hmm. I mentioned John Whitney. Yeah. And myself, we're, we're, we're filmmakers as well. So we, we're in that world too. So we have the lights and the equipment to do all that stuff if we need to do it. How do we structure it? I don't know. I just want to get butts in the seats. Yep. And, and, and make that happen so that it's successful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, doing 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 live stuff is, is I, it's a it's a whole new world. It's it's a it's a shot it's a shot of adrenaline. Now, I come from a live performance background, doing stand up. So that was my first big thing in radio. I was like, I can't I can't hear the laughter. <laughs> I don't know if they're laughing. I can't hear the laughter. But uh, yeah, it, that's that's. I dig that. I dig yeah. that live, spontaneous. Oh, there's a, there's an adrenaline. That's like trying yeah. cases. You would be good at it, probably. <laughs> My mother always wanted me to be a lawyer. Yeah, you did the right thing. Yeah, yeah. She wanted me to be a lawyer. She always said, when I got out of trouble, you'd be a good defense lawyer. There you go. There you go. No, there is adrenaline rush though. Being live without a net. Well, that's what you're doing, right? I couldn't imagine stand up would scare the bejesus out of me, man. I would be like. I don't think I could do it. It's like going I've always naked. made this joke yeah. to my attorney friends. I've always said, like, I, I you know, obviously uh, it's too late for me to go to law school. But, but if I had like, what's one thing you want to do before you die? I said I would like to do, I would like to do the closing argument. I would like to be the closer. I would like to come up. I, I would like to, after everything's going on, do the closing argument, talk to the jury, do that that speech to the jury. I want to do a closing argument. I want to say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really a lawyer, but is this case really about the law? <laughs> not at that point, it isn't. <laughs> he could give you insight on that. Exactly. It's never about the law. That's right. I want to close. I want to close. Oh man. Oh, it's Steve. Funny. Thank you for jumping on at the last oh. minute. I, I once I no, knew he was coming awesome. in. Great. I knew right. we could bring three different perspectives on radio and podcasting, and obviously we just we scratched the surface. But it's just our. Do you our, drink whiskey? Uh, not anymore. I am now three years without alcohol. Wow. I just liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I never got in trouble or I never had any issues. But one day I just woke up and thought, 
I don't think I'm going to drink alcohol anymore. And okay. I've never, I've never looked back, but well, I did love whiskey. Well, we've had guests that do, do not imbibe on whiskey business. So I'd be very curious. We should cross pollinate here on the podcast. Let's and, do it for sure. And get you on whiskey. You do not have to drink. In fact, that just means more for us. Uh, I'd mess <laughs> with your keto diet anyway. Keto right? diet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the keto, does that work? <laughs> oh yeah. Does yeah. it work? Oh, I feel great. How, how yeah. long have you been on it? Uh, almost a month now. Yeah. And let me tell you, I feel awesome. Almost euphorically awesome. I mean, there's almost like a, there's a there's a, a point of euphoria where you just feel like you can conquer the world early on, and then then you just sort of realize I, I, the little things. I was hunting over the weekend, it was muzzleloader season, so I was out hunting and I was hiking up this huge hill. Had my 12 year old or soon to be 12 year old son with me, and I said, "We got to climb up that hill," and he's huffing air and doing a. It's like I, I walked up there, I felt great, right? And I just, I, it's not that I'm exercising a lot or doing anything like that. Just my joints feel better. Uh, I, I, I rest better. My sleep is better. My awake time is better. Everything is just working better without really, if you could just say, don't eat, everybody would agree with this. Don't eat a lot of sugar. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. Don't eat it's a lot of, of processed, processed carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So if you cut those things out of your life, you'll feel a lot better. Hmm. Makes sense. You got to cut out whiskey too, right? Uh, no, you could work that in. You could work that in. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, it's all like, right. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could. I could deal without the so excessive much. sugars, the processed sugars, and some of the carbohydrates. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a man who cannot live okay. without without his bread from make, time to time. I so. get you. I anyway, get you. we're we're going down rabbit holes that you talked I, about. I know that's okay. It's not a problem at all. Thank you both for being a part of Note to Future Me. All right, our Thank pleasure. You. Thank you. At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly to all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. With Rapid Insurance on Vodafone Business, we'll get a replacement phone to you within four hours. So if you should... Oh, no. Or even... Just get in touch and we'll... Your replacement phone, sir. Your phone replaced within four hours with our rapid insurance. Available on our new and limited data plans. The future is exciting. Ready? Vodafone Business. Max download, upload, speed, apply to data. Coverage may vary. Unlimited and rapid terms at vodafone.co.uk slash terms.